Hello, and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about ways to make tough choices easier. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> We're recording this Thanksgiving week, and Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, so I'm Oh, happy. nice. Yeah. Um, uh, we are having a little bit of a delayed Thanksgiving that I think is going to end up being a um, Middle Eastern feast. Well, Friday. that sounds that sounds amazing. Was that a was that a tough choice? Uh, no. Excellent. Good. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Mm, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> well, and we just, you know, we we're thinking about it like we want to have all the kids together with us. We haven't had all the kids with us for a long time. And uh, so we just figured when could they all be with us? And it worked out to be Friday at lunch. And so it made that decision very easy. Oh, that's great. That's going to be really special. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be really nice. Um, but it, it's this. It seems like there's a lot of things we have to make choices about right now. Yeah, like I feel like that's all I do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> choose, choose, choose. Yeah, choose. And I guess you know. I guess I'm fortunate. That I have choices. Yes. But, um, but it, yeah, it's, it's draining. Yeah, it really can be. Um, and it, it, it uses up a lot of executive function if, it, if you have to put a lot, of it, lot into making a choice. Mm -hmm. And it makes it harder to make choices later. You know, you sort of only have so much... Um, decision-making capability in a day right right and all decisions aren't created equal right so yes but that's why they uh fire all those questions at you at the end of when you buy a car right yeah it, right it, yeah <laughs> get to decide whether you need the gap whatever the whatever all the whatever's extended yeah. warranties because you're you've been so worn down in your brain for making right. decisions yeah and next thing you know you buy the undercoating and the right. extended warranty and <laughs> yep the uh, we did one i don't know some weird windshield protection <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah yeah so um right i agree with you it's like if we can let as many decisions as possible be easy that's so that we can handle the actual difficult decisions or they're all difficult maybe but um right but the the more um crucial the more yeah the more critical critical that's what i was trying to come up with i knew it was a cr <laughs> was a cr word yeah um but yeah so you know sort of recognizing the decisions that aren't critical so you can save your brain power for the ones that are 
Right, and setting yourself up to let it be easy, like what pops to my mind is deciding what I'm going to have for breakfast before I go to bed, or mm-hmm. deciding what I'm going to wear uh, or, you know, the night before, or right. what have you, so that I'm not, so that that becomes easier. Even, you know, it's weird, even though I like wear the same thing all the time, I still think about what I'm going to wear. Well, because you have to pick what, which dress you're going to put on, which wool dress you're going to put on. <laughs> well, that's right. But and I what w- you're going to wear with it. Right. I wore the same wool dress for 30 days. I just finished a 30-day challenge. Oh, and, right. Uh, and, uh, even that, <laughs> it was a striped dress, so I had I didn't have a lot of choices, <laughs> but I still I still would think about it like well, before I got yeah give it some. Well, thought. was that a, was that thinking about it like it was fun or thinking about it like and it was stressful? It wasn't actually. It was kind of fun. I will say that I was surprised that um, having chosen the striped dress, which I like, it's zippy. I got sick of it because I couldn't do much with it accessorizing wise. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I did. One day Except wore, for wear other dresses over the top of it. Yeah. One day I wore two striped dresses, Shannon. Whoa. Uh-huh. I didn't wear it out Picks of the house. Picture it didn't happen. Yeah. I, I, I had to take a picture because I had to take a picture every day. So I'll show oh, you. Oh, right. But I didn't wear it outside the house because I wasn't sure. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I because my choices are so limited, I, I don't get overwhelmed when it comes time to get dressed. But... If I were to have an appointment that I was concerned about what I might wear, it helps me if I plan the night before. Yes, me too. And I and um, I had to start eating breakfast. I hadn't been eating breakfast for a long time and re- was really sort of happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to start eating breakfast so I can take a medication. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hungry in the morning. Mm, that's tough. And nothing sounds good so i would be like uh, i have to eat you know it turned into this whole big thing and and stressful and so i just started making overnight oats yay and i heat them up because it's winter now mm-hmm. so in the morning i heat it up and i have my little mix that i put in there and i love it and i don't and it's always satisfying and yeah. I feel really good about eating it, and I don't have to think about it. I love being able to like get up and just eat it. That is so great, right? You don't. Oh, that is so great. You don't have to do any work either because it's overnight oats. You do it the night right. before. Oh, smart! And so you're yeah. on automatic pilot doing this thing that was giving you angst. Yes, and even so much so that last night uh, I headed up to bed, and then I realized I hadn't made them yet, and I went back downstairs mm-hmm. and made them so that I would have them for it this morning. Do you make it every day? I do. Barry, when I was having, I sort of got out, I jumped off the overnight oats bandwagon. I think I'll have to jump back on. You're inspiring me. But when I was doing that, Barry was like, why don't you make like four days worth? And then you don't have to make it every day. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I sort of like the routine of doing it every day. Uh-huh. Well, it does help get it ingrained. Yeah, because yeah. if I don't do something like that every day then i'm more likely to forget it than remember it it's so true it's true of everything yeah yeah so yeah yeah i just do that and and my recipe is very simple half a cup i use a a pint um wide mouth pint jar Mm -hmm. pint 
Yeah, okay. pint. Mm-hmm. Um, half a cup of oats, and then I just fill the jar up to the one cup mark with milk mm-hmm. and a pinch of salt and put it in the refrigerator. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and then in the morning I heat it up and then I add, um, then I add, you know, what I'm going to have with it. But I, and what I've been eating, you probably would not like this. But do you know what golden milk is? It's like turmeric and. I actually have heard of it. I don't like the sound of it. Yeah, I don't think you would. <laughs> Just the name, I don't like. Yeah, but, um, but it's like turmeric and ginger and um, and then I sort of it's sort of what I've concocted is kind of a golden milk masala chai mix so it's like a bunch of spices and stuff um in liquid form i mean no powder powder and i just put a so then the next morning i put a spoonful of that i heat it up first then i put a spoonful of that um two scoops of of powdered collagen and um walnuts and that's what i eat it's it's not sweet it's more it's Savory. more savory than sweet mm-hmm. which i enjoy in the morning uh-huh so it's perfect oh that's great and and again you're not making any choices i right. just have to throw out there that my overnight oats had yogurt in it and also milk and i would add chopped nuts and ch- i want to say chia seeds yes definitely chia seeds uh that would go in mm-hmm. yeah to make it thicker. I don't remember now. See, I can't even remember. That's terrible. And usually, apple. That's it. Boom. Oh. I remembered the apple. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. I love that. And it, I love also that I suggest I brought up breakfast without knowing you actually had a fantastic example of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, does, it makes it so much easier. And then I can, you know, use my brain for things that matter much more than what I eat for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I do sort of am wishing that, like, I mean, I essentially have a uniform. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put on pants and a T-shirt pretty mm-hmm. much every day. Um, but, like, I do spend more time thinking about what to put on than I think it deserves. Mm-hmm. So it would be sort of nice to narrow down those choices so that, um, you know, when it comes to hard things like, we were just talking about insurance, like that's a uh, crucial, that's a choice. It's a big choice that has a lot of moving pieces that, you know, that you don't, it doesn't, it's not ever going to be perfect, but you do want to get the really good enough choice. (laughs) Right, exactly. You do want to be able to focus on the options and not just throw a pin pin the tail on the donkey, which is what I want to do. Oh, I'm choosing insurance from the exchange right now. But yeah, so now, right. And, and, you know, the other thing is, as I'm thinking about it, for me anyway, doing, making those tough choices, it's, it's nice when you know the part of the day where you're at your peak capacity, right? So that's the kind of choice, like health insurance specifically, that I would put off till the afternoon because it's unpleasant to Uh think about. But really, I would be smart to do it in the morning (laughs) when I actually have brain cells going on and stuff. Well, and also I wonder if it would be helpful to sort of break it down by task. Like, instead of like, oh, I have to pick a health insurance, but 
like, oh, I want to look at three options that um, because I'm concerned about this particular kind of coverage or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, like to narrow your parameters so it's not everything that you're paying attention to. Yeah, and maybe um, figure out what aspects are the most important to me. So that'll right. that'll eliminate a lot of choices right there, I would Yeah, think. so, you know, some people may care the most about prescription coverage. Some people want to make sure that they have you know, alternative care coverage, like for acupuncture or chiropractic or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other people may have different needs. Um, and so sort of identifying what is most important to you, you know, what problem you're trying to solve with this might help you approach making the decision um, with a... Um, smaller amount of options that will work you yeah. know like narrow it down in advance right no i think that's a really good idea yeah i've been trying to work with an agent to have him narrow it down but it's not working out that well so i think i'm mm. i'm going to take that advice and hit that uh what healthcare.gov website on my own and see how it works out <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but no narrow narrowing choices is always the key to letting go of overwhelm. And um, overwhelm is the thing that makes, for me anyway, decisions so hard. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Well, and then there's that whole thing about being an um, optimizer or a satisficer. Mm-hmm. And um, if you are fall into the satisficer category, then it's much easier to make a decision because you know you're you're wanting to come up naturally wanting to come up with a good enough decision but in some things even if you are generally a satisficer which i think you generally are mm-hmm. um it's really easy to fall into that optimizer thing where it's like you have to find the best choice mm-hmm. and that makes it much more complicated Right, absolutely. And I think a lot of people who are, are who have perfectionistic tendencies tend to fall into that optimizer category. Right. Yeah. And we sh- you know, we should mention that this um, topic came up uh, because a listener shared with us a an article on uh, all ab- all about overcoming what did they call it? Overload, decision overload. Choice overload, I think. Choice overload, right, right. So we'll share a link in the uh, show notes to that article. Yes. It's interesting, sort of a more scientific or academic approach yeah. than our conversations. Well, that, yeah, and it talks about some of the different um, uh, biases that you it's easy to fall into when you're making decisions that make them more complicated and feel more overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Elise, for sharing that. Yes, thank you. Um, But I I think like those are sort of the the main things to make tough choices easier is one to save your brain power for the things that really are tough choices and and allow yourself to um, let less crucial choices be easy. And then um, figure out how to reduce your options for mm-hmm. the tougher choices. And really, once again, get in touch with what's important to you so that that will help guide your decisions. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that helps you narrow down your options to begin with, mm-hmm. even before you make a decision. Like you said, like, you know, with your insurance conundrum, what are what are the two or three things that you really need to have that are really important to you in terms of insurance? And then identifying those things first mm-hmm. and perhaps even just, you know, going until you find three policies that meet those and then picking between those policies. Right. Yep. Yep. And really everything in life, getting in touch with what's important to you is helpful. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much every day. (laughs) Yep. Um, So we would love to hear from you, our listeners. How do you make tough choices easier? You can let us know by heading over to gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment in the show notes. You can uh, subscribe to our show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com and reply to the email that you get every week. You can also go to Facebook or Instagram at gettingtogoodenough. Uh, you can call 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Uh, until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Continuing to do this podcast is never a tough choice. Oh, that's nice. I agree.